it's David James Young here, back for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. A very, very happy Friday to you. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you voted, or I fucking hope that you are voting uh, tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. I hope you are doing everything that you can to kick the bastards out, and also not let the bastards get you down. It's a Friday, and we are back with a brand new episode, and I am super, super excited about this one. Today's guests are The Magic Numbers. Now, for those of you that don't know the band, they are an indie pop uh, quartet uh, comprised of two sets of siblings, uh, Romeo, Michelle, and Angela, and Sean. They make delightful uh, harmonic indie pop uh, mixed in with a bit of rock and roll, and they've been doing that for... Uh, over 15 years now in the course of, I want to say, five or six studio albums. Uh, and yeah, I have been such a huge fan ever since I discovered them back in, I want to say, 2005 uh, with their singles Forever Lost and Love Me Like You, uh, which remain two of my favorite songs uh, from that entire decade. And the their debut album in particular is an album I hold very, very dear to my heart. So yeah, I, I love this band, but alas and alack, it was... Nine years in between visits for the band. Uh, They last came to Australia in 2010. Uh, I saw them at the Metro Theatre there. I was front row for that. And I met uh, Romeo and Michelle afterwards. And it was, yeah, such a trip for 19-year-old me. So I was very, very excited to be there. Uh, But yeah, getting to do this was another whole thing entirely. This is a little story about how weirdly dedicated I am to shit that I'm into. So, the Magic Numbers announced their tour, uh, and it was going to be the 23rd of March at the factory floor in Sydney, and I was just like, great, I'll be there. Then, uh, my local wrestling federation, PWA, shout out to PWA, uh, announced a show on the same night with a huge title fight, and I was so, so conflicted because... I really didn't want to miss that, but I also didn't want to miss seeing the magic numbers. So here's what my genius brain did. I flew to Brisbane. Literally, I flew to Brisbane for one night and one night only and for one sole reason. To see the magic numbers live. Would I do it again? Fucking right I would. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? It was awesome. On top of that, I was able to organize having a chat with them for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. I was expecting to get maybe a couple of them in, but then uh, when I arrived, all four of them decided to join me at the table, and so everyone gets a say in this episode. And yeah, it gets a bit unruly in parts, and oh, just parts where we're just laughing uncontrollably, but I honestly wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have done it any other way. This was, yeah, such such a treat. It made uh, making the trip to Brisbane all the more worth it. And I was, yeah, so, so excited to get to do it. And the show itself was absolutely wonderful. Uh, the Trifford in Brisbane is such a great venue. It sounds great. There's just a really awesome vibe there. I really, 
really dig it. This was recorded in two parts. So we start out in the beer garden of the Trifford. Uh, but <laughs> as we're chatting, we get interrupted twice. Uh, once by an old man wanting to get a photo with them. And once by a mother and daughter duo, which uh, we mentioned later on. Uh, so after they get the photos with them... Uh, We make a point of going inside the Triffid, where it is much quieter, so... (laughs) In the second part, everything is much, much clearer. We probably should have done that to begin with, but, you know, I was trying to get a bit of ambience going. Don't blame me. (laughs) Also, uh, we are just cutting it fine at the end, so... Unfortunately, uh, Sean doesn't get to give his... Uh, best and worst gig experiences. Sean, I'm so, so sorry, mate. Uh, next time you guys come to Australia, which hopefully won't be another nine fucking years, uh, I'll get your story then. So we'll make that happen. I promise. Want to give a huge thank you to John Larney over at Footstop Music uh, for helping to set this one up. Uh, I actually got to meet him while I was up in Brisbane, and that was really, really cool. So thanks so much, John. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, and of course, uh, thank you as always to our tireless engineer, Mr. Adam Buncher, for helping to make this sound the best it possibly can. Bloody love your work, mate. That's just about it. If you would like to get in touch, you can do so uh, by emailing barbandspod at gmail.com. B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D. We are also on Twitter and Facebook at barbandspod. And you can visit all my friends are in barbands.com. If you like what you hear, uh, please don't forget to uh, rate the podcast over on Apple Podcasts uh, and review it there too. Uh, And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, uh, literally anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, We really, really appreciate that support. So thank you so, so much for that. If you would like to uh, help spread the word, uh, that is also massively appreciated. Maybe you have a friend who's into the magic numbers, or indeed any guests that we've had on the podcast, uh, please send them my way. Uh, I would love for them to check the show out. And if you have a couple of dollars lying around, indeed, if you, even if you only have one, uh, for as little as one dollar a month, you can help to support this podcast and me financially uh, supporting independent Australian music content. And you can do so by becoming a supporter on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash David James Young, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash David James Young. All right, perfect. Let's get into it right now. This is our chat with the magic numbers. I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I'd like to introduce you to my friends, the Magic Numbers. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Please introduce yourselves. I'm Romeo. I'm Angela. Michelle. Sure. It's Thursday night and we're in Brisbane. And we are. the Magic Numbers, I believe, are in Brisbane for the first time ever. 
Well, it's the first time playing our, our own, own show. show ah, we've yes. done a festival before. We right. did uh, Splendor in the Grass nine years ago. Yeah, that's right. Time flies. That's the last time we were here. By the way, if you need dates and actual facts, yeah. <laughs> actual facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I sort of actual tend facts. to like that's make up things as I go along, like yeah. you know, false truths and like yeah, yeah, embellish. But Ange will let you know that when you know. That kind of stuff. She's she's gonna end up writing the book. <laughs> I don't know. Memory's awesome. going a bit now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to write it all so, down while you still got the chance. There's chairs, only yeah. so much shit you can keep in your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it has been nine years. Yeah, nine well, bloody years. Crazy. Yes. Time flies, right? It does. Yeah. It does indeed. Whether you're having fun or not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still fucking moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How's it feel to be back after all this time? Great, yeah, really good. Yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, I got in at like half five this morning. And, yeah, um, wow. And yeah, and it, it, it's been lovely, like wandering yeah. around a little bit and just yeah. looking forward to the shows because we've had great shows here. Yeah. All the festivals we've done, side shows, mm-hmm. we've had great ones in Melbourne and Sydney. And, and we've got friends over here who yeah. have like either moved back to where yeah. they came from, yeah. Australia, or... They're all dotted um, around know, as well, so yeah. we're going to hopefully hit yeah. everyone on the way. Yeah. Give them a slap on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell are you living here? Come back. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, Bring more friends. <laughs> it's more like, um, okay, you, you know, they're the, the, the smart ones. They know, like, you know, the good, the good life with the, yeah. good, with the good weather. You know, mm. although it's pretty hot today. Yeah, man, I, yeah, I ain't made for the weather, man. Can't be like dealing with this every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm, I'm glad I'm not looking like a lobster, because that would be my normal <laughs> well, it's early default days. position it's early in the days. sun. Yeah. I, oh, I got here on Monday, I've just been, like, every hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I've, got, I've got the shit down now. <laughs> yeah. You're nailing it, you're nailing it. Citizenship's in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping my pastiness and I can be in the sun. That's the perfect middle ground. Classic, classic. So I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you were watching on TV and listening to on the radio, etc., to being something that was like, this is what I want to do. I want to sing, I want to play instruments, I want to be in a band. And so I figured, considering I have all of you here, I would go via the separate families so mm-hmm. start with you two so can you tell us about like how music kind of factored into the Sonnet household growing up yeah well um our mum sang so like um she she would sing in, in Trinidad and Tobago like you know um always around the house I mean she was trying well she was doing it professionally yeah but I I didn't know about that side because as soon as she had me I kind of was the reason she stopped yeah, right. pursuing it. It was like, oh God, here we go. I'm pregnant with this guy. <laughs> but um, but um, basically, I just always had my mum singing around the house and my granny played the piano. And that was really my kind of first love, really, for sort of or desire to try and make music because she would always get me to go on the piano because she had arthritis in her hands right. so she couldn't play anymore really so she would say go to the piano and like you know play three white notes and two black notes and one low note and two high notes so it got me like making up little songs for her which um, 
I got the bug really, really early on. Yeah. So that was kind of, yeah, through the family and then playing my uncle's records and stuff. Like, music was just something that was always powerful, like, to yeah. me. What about you, Michelle? Like, uh, was there any particular moments for you growing up? Oh, well, yes. Similar to, sort of like, mum basically singing was a big one. But, uh, yeah. So many ways, just, like, having music around the house and listening to all these, like, classics, like, you know, and um, singers and, and, um, and Romeo, really. Romeo playing guitar and him going, you know, joining a band with Shaw. We used to go and watch those guys, and it was like, and then there would be instruments around the house, you know, because our, we then, they, well, I say converted, we kind of took over our mum and dad's front room. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, they, they um, put mattress and egg, egg boxes and stuff like that, but me and Romeo would go into the, into the room and, like, you know, uh, record little things and, um, yeah, just kind of play music together, but not really saying that we were. And I think it was like that was that was that was the key. It yeah. was like because I think as a kid, like you don't really want to sort of you're, you're kind of rebelling against things that other people are doing. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do your own thing. So I think we kind of did it, but we never sort of said that we were doing it. Mm. And uh, and like every time he'd leave his guitar, I'd take it. <laughs> and uh, now, take bitch. it to my room and start writing songs with it and he taught me a couple chords and you know and um, a few sort of key chords G yeah. C and D and the, the big and, uh, yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> that's it you know that's all you need yeah. and um, and it was kind of that that kind of thing and I started writing songs really really young from that and yeah, yeah. It, was, it was writing for me that kind of started but then yeah and he asked me to play bass and then he kind of yeah I don't want to get into that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so what about the Cannon household what was going on with you two uh, well our dad pretty much plays everything <laughs> as yeah. well and so there would lo- always be loads of instruments in the house never like he I mean it's kind of like he, he taught me very little things on, on the piano but he, it was just always like I was very conscious of like every time I had a birthday or a, or Christmas. The one thing he would always buy me would be like a like a Walkman or a stereo, and it's like which inevitably either Sean or our other two brother and sister would steal off me. <laughs> no, you don't use it. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was always there, and I would always be singing. And uh, but I guess it wasn't necessarily until I met Romeo Rochelle and her mum that she was actually kind of forced me to sing mm. and I'd have all the lights on. Yeah. But um but I think it's definitely it's weird because you know our dad plays everything and he always says that he can't and I'm a bit like that as well. Although yeah, I can't absolutely. really play anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's on to Sean. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah Sean <laughs> get, get in well, there. I, I I was a drummer before I I'd even played drums. Oh really? Because I I decided I was going to be a drummer at about the age of 13, 14. Yeah, sure. And then, for some reason, um, there was a, a talent contest at my school, and the drummer had dropped out, and everyone heard that I was a drummer, even though I hadn't <laughs> made any drums. Word so gets around. I found myself on stage <laughs> in front of 500 people for the first time and not being able to play drums. Uh, I, managed, I managed to get through it, but then that was it, really. I, 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 I've been bitten... 
and still here. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Baptism of fire. That's yeah, very much. That's so. how I start. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you did you grow up in similar sort of areas, or were you in like different parts of the country? Well, when we moved from, we we were born in Trinidad, myself and Michelle, Trinidad and Tobago, Caribbean. Right. Moved to New York. And then we moved to London. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved to London, so we went from like exotic Caribbean island to New York City, like this sort of movie, like, you know. Yeah, wow. To Hanwell yeah. in London. We say London, like, it's on the edge of it. It's like, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> sleepy ass town. Right, on the precipice. Yeah. docks, basically. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and these cats, but they, they were there like five minutes away around from, the corner, from us. Yeah. yeah, around the corner. So. And the Gannons were my first um, friends, really, mm. and still like first dinner. Yeah, first and only friends. Yeah. First and only friends. So uh, oh, yeah, beautiful. and then we started playing music together. Like um, we kind of, you know, just bonded straight away, really. And, yeah. and, and the two families. And then Michelle and Ange went to the same yeah, school. Yeah, we were like Michelle's a year above me in school. And right. Their younger brother was a year below me, so it was like we yeah. became a bit of a trio. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> so, for people who haven't been to that particular part of the world, how would Thank you yeah. describe this? Uh... Well, it's fairly famous, actually. Is that right? It is where Marshall Amps famous was. was uh... <laughs> well, you know, well, we're going to claim to fame here. Facts. Marshall Amps was was actual facts. Well, well, we're well, born there. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And Jimi Hendrix bought his first amp when he went to. To London yeah. from, from a guitar shop around which the corner, now closed, where, which is closed down now. Charlie then, Chaplin lived in Hanwell. Yeah, wow. he went to school then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they invented madness in Hanwell. Yeah, yeah. And, the the umbrella. Umbrella. <laughs> the actual, and the umbrella. Oh, right. <laughs> and they still have that. <laughs> yeah. they, yeah. they very much <laughs> still embrace <laughs> that in Hanwell. <laughs> and also the umbrella, because madness doesn't. Yeah. You know, well, it, yeah. <laughs> The umbrella umbrella is everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's worked out to put madness around. So was this a kind of thing where, like, everyone that, you know, was into that same sort of stuff, like, kind of bellied together, where it's just like, we have to be friends. We don't have a choice here. Uh, yeah. It's uh, an element of that, I guess. It's an element of that. I think also, if, if we're being really honest as well, when I met these guys, like, our family, like, the Stoller family is quite an unorthodox kind of gang of uh, well my mom and dad like you know the house is always a mess you know it's like yeah. not your sort of stereotypical kind of family life going <laughs> yeah, on yeah. you know <laughs> you go to bed when the fuck you want whatever the hell it's like whatever but we're kids you know yeah. but it was beautiful yeah. and, and, and I love that about them and then we met the Gannons around the corner and went we were ra- went round to similar. their house and it was like, hold on a second, you know, this looks oh. like ours. You're like me, yeah. <laughs> How long's that washing been there? Like, yeah, was, a while. It's like that photo of Spider-Man pointing at himself. It's like, yeah. you! <laughs> so, and then the lo- obviously the love for music and, you know, we, we had a lot of things in common and stuff. But that, that definitely, I think, for me anyway, was... Almost like a, a good kind of like, oh, I can kind of breathe a bit here. This is yeah. cool. This is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. basis for friendship. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else around us is fairly square. Yeah. Loose. Square, loses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we're just all a bit fucking weird and messy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> now, we know the first time you played live. What was the first time that you three played live? 
was it the same thing? Like, did you guys have dance well, before no. Magic Numbers? Yeah, well, Sean and I started playing together first, and we were playing together for 10 years before our sisters joined. Right. We used to come to all the early gigs. But we were making music at home mm-hmm. with, yeah. with, with them and singing and stuff. Yeah. And then we invited you guys yeah. to come and join us in our kind of prog kind of phase. We were in a oh, sort of proggy right. kind of like, every song's 10 minutes, let's yeah. wig out. Life <laughs> let's is, get some back and Life is great. Yeah, why not? But let's get, you know, let's do the Pink Floyd moment and like, yeah, have, right. like the gospel singing, <laughs> you know. But, but we were made to stand so, way in the back of the stage. So, no, so. no, 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 no. Well, but, um, next to the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then how's anyone going to see your costumes? Well, yeah. it looks all black, you don't need to see it. Oh, obviously. Fear the black. Of yeah. course. <laughs> But, um, and then, but it was amazing instantly, you know. Yeah. Like just having that kind of thing. Yeah. So when was the first time you played live? Like how old were you? Uh, oh, what individually? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Sean, how old was I when? when you would have been maybe seventeen. Seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, actually... you were probably a bit earlier than that because you, you came on stage at the. Uh, I was 16 when, Brent, we, when Brent... we did that. It was a Ealing Jazz Festival. Ealing Jazz Festival. Were you only 16? Yep. Yeah. The first gig was a jazz festival. It wasn't jazz. They weren't playing jazz. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the jazz festival. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was no jazz there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We invented a new jazz that day. <laughs> yeah. It was the well, artificial, because that was my first oh, yeah, thing. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what, what, how old was that? You were probably about 13. Yeah, 13. Maybe even younger. You won a trophy for your first ever yeah. performance. What? Yeah. yeah, that was the first ever time I went on stage. That's yeah. huge. It's yeah, pretty mad, actually. Yeah. Award-winning. Award-winning. That's Award nothing to be impressive. There you go. <laughs> Still got that baby up there. <laughs> so every time she plays now, we make we give her a yeah, little award. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I am not playing a note until I see my award. I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of award <laughs> we're going to give her in Brisbane. We'll think of something. Yeah, I'll just run down to the trophy store. And it's now turned into just a vodka. That's all she gets now. The greatest prize of all. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, so let's skip forward. When and where was the first Magic Numbers show? Well, should we should we call it when yeah, it was the just the four of us? Yeah, it was the four of us. Yeah. Oh, um, was, it, what, was it was it called something different was, before that? There was a, a a few other people like involved. Right. Like when we first started playing properly, we did actually have like this violin player, and I think we. We thought she was so amazing that we kind of put all our hopes in her and then she didn't turn up for one gig and we were like, oh, actually, we're pretty good without her. <laughs> it's, it's like, she's, she's great, yeah, but, we, you know, we were just kind of like, oh, in, in, like, a sense of relief was... was yeah, that we, that we, we could we probably like, do it, like, yeah. you know, on our own as well. Because yeah, yeah. Also, to be honest, when we started and she was playing as well, it's a lot more sort of um, acoustic and it's a lot more sort of folky and that show that we did without her because she couldn't make it was mm. the first time all four of us were on stage and and it did feel like this like a different thing we played yeah. the songs differently as well mm. the same songs but we played them with a bit more like digging in and, yeah and there was and it was a bit free, freer yeah. as well like we could kind of so um, yeah but it, you know I mean sh- she is Amazing, and like yeah, she no, plays on the first yeah, record. Yeah. Like, no. you know, it's nothing like we didn't 
you know, it wasn't like we got rid of her because no. we're not going to get shit handed the memoir. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> She's not going to be called like the violinist. No, no we will call her the vile violinist. Yeah. Oh. That's a whole chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Back. We are in, <laughs> literally inside the Trippet now that, uh, yeah, uh, we just had the awful, awful, horribly rude interruption of a, of a mother and daughter combo. <laughs> uh, just being incredibly invasive of, of the band's privacy. Oh, it's Dick, really, ridiculously really cool. nice. <laughs> Two in one night, you, you're killing it. <laughs> hey, that's why we came to Brisbane. Hell yeah, exactly, exactly. They've been waiting too long now. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. tell me about the first time Magic Numbers went out on tour. Well, the first ever time was uh, a tour supporting the Webb Brothers, who we've remained like really amazing friends with. And yeah, right. They're, they're in uh, LA, and their dad obviously is Jimmy Webb. Mm. And the crazy thing was, my mum, like Michelle and, and, and uh, myself, our mum would sing. Jimmy Webb songs by the time I get to Phoenix yeah yeah um, you know Wichita Line and stuff like when I was growing up so for it to come full circle yeah. and then be on tour opening up for his <clears throat> son's band and being a big fan of their music as well yeah yeah yeah. it was yeah it was pretty amazing and mm. it was so great because we got to like support them but also be part of their band because yeah. they were just they just came out as the three brothers oh right so yeah. we were kind of backing them as well so it was like two gigs in one and and yeah it was great it was, it was such a like real bond mm. it was like mm-hmm. for the first ever tour that's kind of what you want really yeah. Yeah. like you kind of hope that for every band you tour with like, mm. it would be like this forever bond like family yeah. and yeah. with those guys it was just like yeah, amazing yeah. and then also we met our, our tour manager because he mm. was looking after them and we actually thought he was because we had someone else looking after us yeah a friend of our manager it was really and, boring and he was <laughs> and we were like hold on they've this, got this dude this guy is crazy is like, we want him <laughs> we want him to be with us when we talk because it's all just a fucking joke. That was it. <laughs> so, um, so that was it. And then, you know, he introduced us to his world of touring. Yeah, taught, taught us the road. Which, uh, which yeah. Taught I mean, us the road in the his way. Ensued, yeah. you know? No other tour manager would have taught us that way. <laughs> well, we kind of taught him, to be honest. Yeah. We, we nearly killed like, him. We're not going to take any shit for you. We nearly killed him. Is that a metaphor? Or? No. <laughs> He nearly had a breakdown. Wow. He, he did have a breakdown. We had to get away from him. He did have a breakdown. We did it. We broke him. Like he's broke everyone that. else. Yeah, <laughs> you own that shit. Oh, wow. That's scandalous. That, that's enough. That's definitely going in the autobiography. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. If, if we were to write it the way it is, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. The way yeah. people think it is. Yeah. How long were you guys playing before you came to Australia for the first time? Obviously, the first years, record had come out, years, but yeah. Really, like, yeah, maybe two years. Yeah, so we came. Before, yeah. The record came out in 2005. Mm. And we came for Big Day Out in 2006. Yeah, which yeah. is like the start of yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, about three, four years. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, at that point, you'd done a fair bit of touring. Was that yeah. the furthest you'd been yeah. away yeah. from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah sure. we were like, yeah, it was. Well, you can't get any further than Australia from England. Antarctica, maybe? <laughs> yeah, no one. Who's going to go to that gig? <laughs> uh, 
the penguins? <laughs> oh, not with that attitude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't rule it out. Exactly. If when Metallica we start, can we, play there, the magic numbers exactly. can play there. <laughs> you guys, we're always right next to one another in my Actually, iTunes library. Okay. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I would love to play with some penguins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a dream. That's the dream. That's absolutely the dream. <laughs> But yeah, those first few years of touring, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of learning as you go, like you said. Like, yeah. uh, how are you handling that at, at that kind of age? You know, obviously, you've been playing for a few years. It's one thing to just, you know, be playing around in bedrooms and like small gigs at home and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's another to be, you know, on the other side of the world playing, you know, in the middle of a day in sweltering 40 degree heat in the middle yeah. of fucking Australian summer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, we were just, you know, we're kind of just, just on a, happy on a to mad be. roll, really. Yeah, yeah. Like... happy to be there. And also, it was part of the Big Day Out festival, so it was, and everyone was calling it the Big Day Off because it was one <laughs> show and three days off. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was perfect for us because you know, it's a wonder it's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, whole, and I think at that point as well, and with any band like who who kind of uh, well drinking bands or, or, or bands that want to have a good time on the road, yeah, the show is one thing. You know, I mean, that, you know, it's the main thing, but all the other stuff is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, and if and if it's just like, you know, this this mad journey of, um, you know, enjoying yourself and being treated well and going mm. to Australia and yeah, it's just living the dream, really. Yeah. Have you guys navigated that as, you know, like, you've, you've gotten older and obviously there's families involved and yeah. things like that. You know, there's other it's things tougher, that yeah. have to t- kind of take into consideration yeah. Mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's, it's trickier, but I think, you know, it definitely has changed in, in terms of there was so much going on all the time and the four of us were together all the time. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there were times we would sit and not say much to each other because you have to just be like that yeah. and you're comfortable enough to be in silence and such but now, like we we see each other as the four of us when when there's a tour or when there's gigs, you know, yeah, because we're doing other things and like living our lives, and so it's kind of sad in that yeah. that we don't get that thing. But then it makes it more special, I think. And like these, since bringing this record out and doing these bits that we've been doing, like yeah. I think the shows have, have been better, and um, yeah. we appreciate it more as well because mm. we know that it's a precious thing that we've. Yeah, we're like, lucky to be still, like you know, enjoying it as much as we are, you know. Yeah, back in those days, we, you know, we kind of, it was like so full on, like bang, 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 bang. I did remember complaining a lot about like, oh, I'm so tired. Like kind of like, you know, we don't really do too much of that anymore. We're just kind of like, oh wow, we're here, great. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't slept in three days. Never mind. <laughs> you got to get it all out of your system in your 20s, don't you? <laughs> right, exactly. I don't think you could do it any other time. <laughs> all yeah. old bastards now. Yeah, you're either too young or too old at, yeah. at one point or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be burnt out when you're 19. <laughs> at what point, like, you know, you were talking about, like, uh, you know, starting out pretty small and just playing little bits and pieces around the place. Like, was there any particular point, like, in those first few years of the band, like, we felt like, oh shit, like this is this oh. is happening, you know, like you yeah. know, was there any like like moment like like playing a festival or getting travel somewhere or like even like meeting somewhere or anything like that where it's just like okay, like it's kind of settling in that this is gonna be our lives for a, at least a little while. Yeah, I think it was for me, I would say it was when we did that residency at the borderline, this this, yeah. this club in London where yeah. we've been playing a lot around London and then we'd book these like a like a show a week for three weeks. Yeah. And like the first one we did, 
every it was, they're all sold out and then every all the crowds were just singing mm. every single word and we were like but we hadn't released any rest like fucking any weird yeah. <laughs> but, so it was literally but it was and there was, so cool and it was pre like internet like with like uploading songs and MySpace and all that. So it was literally people who had come to see us mm. before were coming again and again and by the time this residency came they knew all the songs mm. yep. and they were singing them and mm. we were like holy shit like this is this, yeah. there's something going on here and um, yeah. and that's the best moment ever and that's what you live for you know is like people you know you write these songs in whatever state you're in vulnerable state reflective state whatever yeah. and then you have fun with the band doing you know, you know what I mean like kind of create something as the four of you and then you go out and you, you, people are singing it it's yeah. pretty crazy like, you know? so I think that was the moment but we we knew I think individually other than with the magical members I think we all kind of knew we were gonna we were gravitating towards making music I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. to do that yeah You've all probably been asked every sibling-related question under the sun. Come you know. on, deliver us a new one. Baby. No, no, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. it better be a new one. Yeah. <laughs> if well, not, this is over. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last question. Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, what is it with you not walking out on shit? <laughs> hey, can happen again. I gave you life, I can take it away. Um, But that's the thing, like, there's never any kind of middle ground in that coverage. It's either just, like, the most wholesome thing in the world, or it's the Gallagher brothers, like, at each other's throats all the time. Like, like, how have you guys found, like, navigating that yourselves? I mean, it does range from that spectrum. It is, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of, there's totally all those things that you hear about in, in this band. So you have beaten the shit up, Sean. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, multiple fists. Look, look at this finger. Yeah. Show, show me a finger there. Oh, <laughs> that's Ange. Can I add? He was strangling me at the time. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Self defense, yeah. Self defense. The defense rests. Look, deservedly so, I was strangling her. Yeah. <laughs> strangle him. After he got in, in my okay. bed, fully clothed, after he just got in a bath. Full of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my bed, bitch! Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. So there you go. So, Perfect. That's what um, I, that's, that's. And then I took him to hospital. So you see, it's wholesome still. Oh, again, we're running the full spectrum exactly, right there. You know, it goes right round. Classic. <laughs> he had to drum with that hand for a while. Oh, boy. It's been like the guy from Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had two hands. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, look, see, he's really sleep deprived. Oh, no, because yeah. no, 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 he'll just start laughing for about half an hour. Yeah, yeah, going, That's going. going to be the rest of the podcast, yeah. Oh, but yeah, like, with everything that this band has been through, obviously, yeah. like, you know. For all intents and purposes, you know, apart from the vile violinist, you know, the lineup has stayed the same. You know, and for for better or for worse, you know, the four of you have stuck it out this entire time. And like, yeah. what do you feel it is that is what it is about like the that bond between the four of you that has kind of kept this thing going for what fifteen years? Oh, come on, Sean, you answer this. <laughs> No, I reckon Sean's got the wisdom on this one. What do you I like? think he does. <laughs> oh, you think so, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, we were just born to do this. And, um, Bloody hell, he did. There's no, there's no, there's not really a plan B for it. And we have got something special, and it's not. Say that when break your next finger. <laughs> you know, no matter what happens, we know what we've got, and it can't be replicated in any other way than yeah. just the four of us. So, yeah, it'd keep, be weird. Keep strong for that. Yeah, for sure. It is even when we haven't like, seen like we haven't played tonight. Will be our first gig in what four months or something. Yeah, yeah. wow. And yeah. so. It's just great. So she'll be an interesting show. Yeah. <laughs> look, yeah, out yeah. Like, look out for those brother and sisterly yeah. loving looks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> <laughs> what key is this in again? <laughs> oh, Do you know what? I'm just not going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you play the twenty. <laughs> 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 It's happened. No one told me that. But yeah, Michelle, what, you, what, what about you? What, what's, your, what's your kind of take on the, the band's survival, for better or for worse, after all this time? The band's survival? Yeah, you're still, you're still here. Yeah. It still no, says to present on your Wikipedia. It's true. Yeah. Gotta fucking update that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Including yeah. all the various times you've wanted to break up the band. <laughs> I think, yeah, like Sean says, I think it's, you know, some things you can't sort of fight. It's not like an unhealthy relationship. Mm. <laughs> it's like that kind of like, there's a comfort there. There's a, yeah. there's a thing that's you know these people and yeah, they yeah. know you and mm. it's like there's something safe and yeah. um yeah. I actually think that there's, but, there's it's such something a great place to create yeah you know? I think that there's something though kind of comforting in some of the unhealthy moments where like when we lose it at each other or when we you know what I mean mm. yeah because it's like well yeah it means we start talking about shit yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. You know, what a lot I mean? of things can build re- up. We end yeah, up yeah. resolving a few things, or also we've put like all this time. I think bands, you know, it's always amazing. I love watching band documentaries. I think bands, mm. like you know, whether it's family or not, <clears throat> the dynamic of four or five people or three people. Mm. Doing something for yeah. 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sharing all these things and they're growing up and they're having their own, growing up together, but they're having other lives outside. They're coming back, they're going in, you know what I mean? And it's mm. like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a trip, man. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trip, dude. Actually, <laughs> speaking of trip, no, I was really watching is. a long, strange trip. Yeah, the Grateful Dead <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's freaking it's great. It's fucking cool as fuck. But you know, like I crazy think, bastard. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting as well, like seeing uh, as I'm sure each one of us, like uh, like where I see Ange or Sean or Michelle, you know what I mean? Mm. And there's there's we have we, there's issues there, there's stuff going on mm. between all of us, you know. Mm. There's shit. There's, there's yeah. like yeah. There's I mean, you don't know it? someone and for so long and have no problems with each other yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always something. <laughs> Plus, I think touring is one of those places. It's I don't think you really fully understand it unless you're in this like weird. Yeah. Because it is. It's a whole. 
-hmm. it's a whole head fuck like it yeah. on, on so many levels like you know so <laughs> I think it's the place where you actually really truly get to know someone like and um, I also find interviews to be like being on, on, on a couch it is it's, it's um, therapeutic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think this one has been this is our <laughs> it's like a counselling yeah. session thanks yeah. for that man <laughs> Sometimes I really like don't find it a like mini, being some, a mini some kind of monster going on. Yeah. <laughs> so this one just starts going fucking each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. I would say delete that. Yes! <laughs> oh man, oh. it's the best moment. Right? Yeah. That shit always replays in my head. Yeah. Delete that. Delete that. Oh. What the fuck is we, that, man? We all need to delete that moment sometimes, yeah. I think. Yeah. Whether it's from Lars Ulrich's dad or someone else, we all needed to leave that moment. <laughs> On that note, we will wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now it is your turn, Magic Numbers. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives. God. You can start on either or, so you can start with a searing high and end with a crushing low, or yeah. you can flip the script and have a happy ending, so... It's up to the four of you. Mm. You can all go on an individual basis because I know for a fact... It's going to be different. Everyone will have a different one. It yeah. always happens. I think God. the best show, probably <laughs> Glastonbury John Peel 10. Mm. Because I lost my voice. Like I, could, I didn't think I was going to be able to sing. Yeah. And some mad thing happened where like I, I just... We had to do the show. Yeah, obviously. And I went up and, and like... And then I was able to sing, but then everybody's mm. singing, and the album had just come out, and I couldn't believe I'd been to Glastonbury loads of times. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't believe how many people were, like in the mm. tent and spilling outside, and so that was kind of a moment of like, and I, I was actually I was in tears on on stage for that. So that was kind of an emotional one yeah. for me, yeah, personally one. Um, and then the worst ever time um, on stage doing a gig was. Um, they all kind of even the shit ones are kind of funny because they're so <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, probably that one in um, my own thing as well, like uh, going through a tough time. Ooh. So maybe that show in Lille in France. Where, oh yeah. Where me and you actually had a fight on stage. Oh god, yeah. But it it's still kind of funny actually now when you think back. Oh, in the moment, it was like no. But then you think back now, you're like, shit, he did that. Yeah, yeah, That's the no. That was when we fell out on the yeah, stage. Yeah, we had an argument yeah. backstage and yeah. then we went back on to finish the show. Would that be yours worst as well? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but I have a few like that. For me, it would be like where I've royally fucked up. Like, I, mm. like where I just like cannot fucking remember the fucking notes. Yeah. I'm just watching my hand, just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, and it's just like everyone's going, Romus, E! <laughs> and I'm just like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> and um, yeah, it's one of those. And I think it would probably be like wasted, you know, like just kind of mm. maybe drank or smoked too much or something like that. And you're just that like, happens. and you're just kind of, I can't even remember that gig. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those. I remember we had a really bad one at Cherry Jam. Well, oh, that was very early on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that, that was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> but that was up there. <laughs> but it was quite funny as well. Yeah. Each one of us. But and the best gig, I think, just in terms of like a moment, we played Eden Project, which was an amazing moment. Yeah. And I, I had loads going on at that time as well. You yeah. Know, and it just sort of like 
looking out on stage and just realizing how kind of big that this that we had kind of become in a way yeah kind of and I was just like whoa this is I hope we're prepared for this yeah kind of thing <laughs> well, Freak, we... freaked me out I don't think we were yeah. I don't mean to put the pressure on but I haven't been given the wrap okay. up signal by the talk um I would say one of my favorite ones was when we played Royal Festival Hall kind of rearranged a lot of the songs around our string arranger um Robert Kirby and he kind of did a lot of the he kind of rearranged some songs and made we, we sang to just some strings and it was yeah. really it was really special and it was just like and he was a real special guy <clears throat> and then it was how it was like maybe a couple of years later that he died and it was like I'm just really glad that we got to do stuff like that with him yeah for sure uh, Lowe's I think maybe it was like the first time we played Japan. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just, it That's was really bad. we had no interpreter <laughs> and no <clears throat> sound people, and uh, trying to tell a guy that doesn't understand whatever the fuck you're saying mm. that you need more vocal, yeah, and you're getting more fucking kick drums. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real bad, just bad pointing time. up, all and you're playing yeah. a fucking huge tent <laughs> the first time in Japan, yeah. and you haven't slept. You're like. Well, I don't like this gig. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> there you go. I don't like it. That'll do. Sean, do it quick. That'll do it, mate. <laughs> All right, well, Magic Numbers, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Very much appreciate it. Cool, man. Nice one. So there you have it, the magic numbers on this week's episode of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Again, I'm so sorry, Sean. Uh, Really, really appreciate uh, the time that all four of them took out to chat with me. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much to the Triffid for having us. Thanks again to John Larney and Adam Buncher for their assistance in making this episode happen. And thanks to you for listening. I didn't get a chance to do this uh, in the actual podcast, so I'm going to do it now. Just in case you forgot, I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands.